Welcome to Moving Target. I have a special guest joining me today, founder of Unjected, a new dating app that you'll find very interesting, specifically designed for those that that believe in freedom, to make it very, very clear. And we're going to be talking today about that site and some interesting challenges that they've come up against in, in that very context about you know having the right to say and think what you want and how the system seems designed to stop that entirely. Shelby Thompson, founder of Unjected, how are you? Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here today. I've been looking forward to this, actually, because it's such an interesting overlap with all of this and, and not not just the difference of opinions, which is really an important part of this. You know, that it seems more and more pre-COVID that there's been this aggressive division politically in a lot of different ways. But this right. becomes a lot more interesting when you get into what I believe has been proven scientifically today that there's issues to be discussed about whether or not people want to date or become intimate with somebody who may have something that they put in their body that you may disagree with. It's an interesting overlap because previous to the MRNA injection concept, that's something that people considered genetically, you know, but some people before this, maybe just, you know, finding somebody you want to have a, a child with that has certain complexion or certain color eyes. And, you know, but weirdly enough, now it's completely taboo if it has to do with this one thing. And it's fascinating. So there's so many ways we can get into this topic. I'd like to start just really basic for those that aren't familiar in general. Just start with the basics and let us know, you know, what this site is for those that have never heard of this before. And what was the impetus for this? Why did you begin this and, and brought you to this point? Absolutely. Well, you know, we'll kind of have to like rewind the clock back to, you know, the spring of 2021 and, you know, envision kind of how that moment felt where you're on social media and you see, you know, your family and your friends and they're posting pictures with their vaccination cards. Everybody is just so happy to, you know, run out and go get this uh, experimental injection. And, you know, society was really split at that moment. You know, it was you were either getting the vax or you weren't. And, you know, um, at the same time, Pfizer, of course, was uh, releasing some of their initial clinical studies that talked about, you know, exposure to a trial participant mm -hmm. and exactly what that means. And specifically, there's a section where they, they talk about exposure and pregnancy, um, you know, and, you know, they're saying report report to Pfizer if you've had any exposure uh, during a pregnancy by inhalation or even skin contact with a trial participant. And, you know, that obviously spoke, uh, you know, volumes to myself and my, my co-founder. And, you know, then at the same time, there was not coincidentally so uh, hundreds of thousands of women reporting having menstrual changes after being with a vaccinated partner uh, or even being in a, you know, an office space where it's close contact with vaccinated individuals. And shedding was a really taboo thing to talk about at the time because, you know, there was not a whole lot of evidence like there is today, uh, you know, where we are in 2023. And so we we thought, you know, there needs to be an option for people to find a safe partner. Uh, and then, you know, dating sites like Bumble, Match, Tinder, they were adding Vax badges uh, to their profile options. And there was actually not a way that you could say, I'm an unvaccinated individual and I'm searching for someone that's unvaxxed because you would actually be, you know, blocked and banned from mm -hmm. the platform is what we were finding uh, from individuals in the community. So, we, you know, we thought, okay, you know, this is our, our moment to, to give uh, an option for people. So we did originally launch as an app uh, for Apple Store and Google Store, and it was uh you know, remarkably 
popular in the beginning and mm-hmm. we did get censored, uh, you know, by big tech. And that was because we, we introduced some social feeds onto, onto the app that were, of course, letting people use their, their first amendment, freedom of speech, right? And they, we were, uh, conversating about you know, the vaccine being a, a bioweapon or being a, a gene modifier, any and all of the above. And they they just said, absolutely not. You, you know, you can't have that there. And it was actually this um, this reporter from Bloomberg. She had reached out mm-hmm. to, to Apple for a comment and they said, what what app of anti-vaxxers? So they just uh, nuked us right off the platform. And then once that kind of created the stir, Google, uh, you know, became aware of it and they would they would also, you know, do similar things. They would circle, you know, posts from individuals in red and they would send Mm -hmm. it to me and they'd say this is harmful misinformation and you need to delete these specific posts or you need to delete these specific users. And, you know, that was atrocious to me because I I believe in the fundamentals of free speech, you know, most Mm -hmm. definitely. And so that's when it became really clear that the app world was was not going to let us provide the space that we wanted our members to have. So right. we did decide to say goodbye, Apple, Google. And we've recently gone web based, which was what you right. just showed on the screen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now we are web based. We, we do host uh, same features that we did on the original app, though. So I'm happy to talk about those, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get into plenty of opportunity to go through this. I'm just really, I'm just really interested in, in it's such an important market right now. And it's, the, the, thing, the thing that stands out to me the most is how interesting it is. The hypocrisy is just rife through this entire thing that we're not necessarily there's nothing illegal there's nothing wrong even in in more like ultimately they're like no you're not allowed to have an area where you guys can talk like it's so interesting and and almost childish in a way like you know you can't do that well i want to go back though so we will talk about the censorship and the app store Uh, you made an interesting comment here now i'm not really immersed in the in the app dating scene really quite frankly at all these days with everything i do here on the website it's just all i do but you mentioned something about being blocked by the the platform for, I guess, openly stating you're looking for somebody unvaccinated. Now, is that quite literally you're saying the apps were blocking people from being able to engage when they asked for that? That's uh, so go ahead, flesh that out for me because. Yeah, that's correct. So it would be like, let's say, for example, you had a profile on Tinder Mm -hmm. and you wrote in your bio, I'm an unvaccinated person and I am seeking only an unvaccinated, you know, swipe left if you're vaccinated. Nope, that would get you blocked uh, I mean, from I that just, platform. I just want people to f- think about that for a second. So one, it's completely okay to force individuals that have not gotten this injection to constantly have to admit and force and discuss their personal medical choices. Right. And this is the reverse and, and not even asking others to divulge, just going, I only want to engage with somebody who hasn't. I don't know how that violates terms of service. I don't know how that breaks the law. And I, this just seems like a personal choice by the platform to be like, we don't like what you're saying. I mean, that just kind of blows my mind, to be quite honest. I mean, nothing is outside the realm of what they're capable of these days, but I just think that's pretty transparent. I don't know. I just can't get past that. It blows my mind. So it's so you're making a platform now to allow people to, you know, make their own choices and engage with who they want. Is this a platform that is open to anybody that wants to join, including somebody who may indeed have taken the injection? 
That's thank you for asking. Yeah. So, you know, originally, of course, we started on the foundation of, you know, this is all unvaccinated. But as time, you know, grew and the booster shots started being introduced, we actually did have people reach out and say, you know, wow, I, I got vaccinated. I'm so regretful of my decision. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm never going to get a booster. And, you know, do, will you accept me and injected? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, we kind of scratch our heads for a moment and we're like, well, you know, when it comes down to it, medical freedom is an inalienable right. And, and who are we to tell somebody, you know, that they can't, that they made that medical decision for themselves. Not everybody has the same affliction with being with a vaccinated partner. You know, their, their main focus might be finding a partner that was always mandate free and always focused on freedom. Uh, It's only, you know, a certain group of individuals that, you know, are focused on the actual side effects of the vaccinated you know, individuals. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, of course. And uh, we did add a profile feature on for vaccinated individuals. If they want to join, it's called facts afflicted because we did feel like it was an affliction of some sorts, you know, that, that you ended up here. Uh, but in our last survey, we had uh, 99% unvaccinated and 1% that said they were facts afflicted. But, uh, you know, then the many features that we have, uh, blood bank and fertility bank is one of them. And I always tell mm-hmm. people, uh, you know, if you if you are a vax afflicted person, we, we do ask that you stay away from those areas because fundamentally that's what it comes down to is that's where we want to keep uh, the control group really uh, specific there. And, and and it's also a level of respect. And, it, it, you know, obviously the point is this group in, has drawn the lines around the concept that what they take issue with is the presence of these products in the body, in the blood. And right. so, you know, whether or not they want to join that group, it's essentially like, you know, you're, that's, that's just, it's, I'm trying to think of an analogy elsewhere, you know, women dating women, you're a man, you can't jump in that group, right? It's the right. same kind of concept. But, but what's interesting here is that I love that you're proving out very quickly and clearly that you're not the same as them. Like, look, you know, like it being hypocritical and, and, and bigoted, essentially segregating people based on their choices, that right. even a, a platform designed for people that haven't taken the injection has opened their doors to people that have because they simply want to join and they have different perspectives. And I think that's fantastic. And it really does highlight really early on the difference, the core difference. And, I, w- and another point you made there I think is important is this doesn't just circle around the concept, which we could talk about if you'd like about the, you know, the science around the, the blood and the mRNA and the spike protein, but that it's about freedom. And that people are here about making their personal choices. And maybe there are some people in there that are really just looking for somebody who agrees that we shouldn't have been forced. And so right. those people can connect. And I just, I, you know, praise for that because I think that's a hard choice because I'm sure you got some pushback from the community, you know, so I, they, I really, I think that's important to point out. Thank you. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, but, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I believe that you know the vaccine is, you know, biological weapon. I, I do believe it's a crime against humanity. I, I think that people should protect themselves, uh, you know, and, and find safe partners and services. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that might not be everybody's, you know, main main choice. And so, yeah, it, it is it is down to freedom. And it was wrong that these social media platforms have been uh, stopping discourse, you know, because right. we're supposed to be allowed to discuss anything. This is America, you know, you're allowed to have your opinion. And, you know, that's when it became really evident that this was a, a, you know, obviously a bigger psychological, you know, experiment going on here when, when we saw that, you know, big tech and the government were obviously very convoluted and, you know, they have, they're shaking hands, uh, you know, at the Mm -hmm. back door uh, every step along the way. And so, yeah, it's, it, when you, when we mentioned like Tinder um, and all of these other 
dating sites, I, I believe that they were really strictly going off of the orders of, you know, the White House and the government. And they were they were just falling right in line with, you know, what they were told for sure. Yeah. And see that this brings us to an important point in this conversation, which you were touching on a moment ago, which is the the censorship part of this and the interesting way that this was kind of maneuvered. And, you know, what what you're what you're saying there is, is that the, the argument they always point out is that, well, you know, Google and Apple and so on, you know, they're it's not protected under the First Amendment because so and so, except, except, yeah, <laughs> except when you come to the point today, which we're all acutely becoming aware of when they're working hand in hand, if not completely overtaken by government entities. And this is an important point. So let, let's start with uh, this isn't one of the articles you share with me. Uh, dating app created for unvaccinated banned from Apple Store over COVID-19 misinformation. Now, your platform itself as I understand it was not stating concepts or were, this was a, a feed at a pr- part of the, uh, where people could discuss and, and like a commentary part, like a thread, right. Where they could a community and engage and discuss. And they took issue with what other people were stating of their own right on their platform, not the platform itself, but then held you accountable for that. Exactly. Okay. So when we actually created the uh, app originally in the review process, it became really evident that they were they were going to be extremely strict. And actually, the original name we had chosen and a lot of the original you know graphics and things that we had put into the app were denied, mm-hmm. you know, by by having vaccine misinformation. So just to get approved initially into the Apple store, yeah, we had sifted through our, you know, our content heavily and and made it as generic as possible. You know, unjected probably is about as, uh, you know, the giveaway as it was uh, that that still allowed us to, you know, remain within within the realm. But once we introduced, yeah, the social feed where that, yeah, that content was going on and that conversation was happening. And that's, that's when they said, yeah, can't, you cannot come and talk about these things. Uh, and uh, specifically too, you know, they was the harmful information, but they also said it was how I moderated as an app developer because I had actually made a post on the social feed and I had said, hey, everybody, uh, you know, the app is actually reviewed by individuals. So every time we would go and make a, a technical fix in the back end, you actually have to resubmit the app to Apple and Google every time, even if it's just a simple little, you know, typo. Uh, and an app tester actually goes through and they, they, you know, use your app, they make sure it's working. And then they say, okay, Apple, you can put it back on the store. And so what happened is we had these individuals, you know, with their own opinions, uh, you know, people looking through the app as app testers, and they were seeing this information, and they were, of course, personally offended, and uh, started, started flagging it. And so then they had seen my, my posts that I had made, Mm-hmm. Where I told people, hey, app testers are reading your information. Please maybe just try to keep it a little more kosher so we can live within this space. And that was also another reason that they that they deleted us off App Store because they said I was not allowed to moderate uh, as a as a developer in that way. And I was just supposed to delete the content. <laughs> you know what's really interesting about that on its face that you're not allowed to moderate essentially, but in the reverse, it's completely fine. So they're right. Twitter, they're allowed to say over here, like, you can't say these things. How is that any different than saying you shouldn't say like, I don't know. That's it's it. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We, really quickly, you pointed out the app store turning, turning you guys down. Like, so if you had came up with, if you had a name for the app that was just called unvaccinated or we only want unvaccinated they would turn you down even though that's not against the rules and it's not even necessarily anything that's like misinformation there are clearly unvaccinated people they exist 
So again, it just highlights the fact that they're making personal choices on an app store that's supposed to be something that's open to anybody as long as they meet certain criteria. It's mm-hmm. just so these the, the craziest part is these people know quite well that they're abusing their power from something that they may convince themselves is the right thing to do, if that's even the case. But it's dishonest at its core. So you mentioned this point that I find this to be very important. This is on the same article. It says a spokesperson for Apple said the founder's encouragement of using words that help post avoid detection was one of the reasons for the ban. Right. I find this hilarious as we were <laughs> discussing off air is that so essentially what they're saying is you're not breaking the rules, but because you're being told to not break the rules <laughs> while we know you mean to. I mean, my God, this is so Orwellian. That, that they we were just grasping at straws, truly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it really blows my mind because, it, like, again, they're not they're saying that you told them to not break the rules. Isn't that what they want you to do? But they don't see they're saying you told them to not break the rules in a way that says, wink, wink, keep doing it as long as you don't technically break the rules. Exactly. I mean, this is the same thing that's happening everywhere we see. Go ahead, comment on that. I could go off forever. I was just, you're just exactly on point. It was, you know, it was, they were watching me play a chess game and they said, uh, you're not allowed to, d- to actually do that and, and tell on us, you know, you can't. They said, it's my ball. I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is our game only and you're not allowed to play it. <laughs> it really just kind of, you know, again, I'm not surprised that they would go to this. I, I, nothing would surprise me the levels they would go, but that they would yeah. be this blatant. And it just shows you a level of impunity that they feel they're operating with under this guise of COVID everything, yeah. misinformation. It, sh- it really does blow me away. Uh, and- so just. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in, in the initial creation of the app, we knew that it was going to be very heavily censored immediately. Actually, one of the most interesting things that happened to us was we we had a contact page, you know, generic uh, contact us. And we had put in the location uh, for the you know, latitude longitude of Maui, Hawaii, which is where we live. Mm-hmm. And the next day we we log into the solution, you know, to do some work. And we're looking at the contact page and the address was updated to the White House, Washington, D.C. And it was only myself and my co-founder who work on the solution. I mean, no one has access to this. And we look at each other. We're like, oh, they know what we're doing. And so we, we change it. We, we, you know, swiped the, the White House. We put back our latitude, longitude. We make sure it's 100% accurate. The, the map is geolocating on Maui. We say, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next day we, we get back on there. And sure enough, it, it said the White House, Washington, D.C. And so, uh, you know, we knew that they, that they were not going to give us an easy time. And, uh, and it's been evident. <laughs> Yeah, explain that a little more for me. I don't understand. So this is the posted address on on the, on the website, correct? And yes. there, and so and it's being changed. I don't understand that. So who's doing? Have you proven who's doing that or what? That that's I, I can only tell you. I believe it's the government. You know, because it, it wasn't it was right. not me or my co-founder. So you know, if, if it's not the two of us, I you know I don't know who it could be. And at the time, strange. I actually had reached out to even get some tech development help to make it stop happening. And we finally just deleted it they said we've never seen anything like that you know yeah. geolocate to to an area like that uh, let alone specifically the white house <laughs> yeah very strange i mean who knows at this point what you know what kind of there's many different levels of, of manipulators out there it could just be somebody who is so worked up that this is even there that they're i mean who knows you know it, it's but that's very strange it, it's very. very interesting 
But so it says in, in general, it says, uh, well, by the way, quick, app, quick question. So the app store in general from Apple was something that quickly, that's what we were just discussing. But the, ar- the article, and I know this is from 2021, discusses that you were still able to have this on Google Play Store. Did that change as well? Or is that still something for, that allows? Uh, for, a, for a slight time until they started, you know, also circling posts or actually people's profiles. One time they had circled a it was actually a business listing where someone mm. had put, uh, you can you can rent my bicycle and you don't have to be vaccinated. It's an unvaccinated bike share. That's actually wow. what the post was. And they circled it uh, and they sent that to me and they said, sorry, this is misinformation. You're you're one more step away from from being deleted. And, you know, it was it, it was on and on and on. It would be any kind of posting in the world. And, yeah, they would circle wow. it in red and send it to me and say, delete this, delete this, delete this. And I wasn't doing that. So finally, I just deleted myself off of Google because I said, you know, forget you guys. <laughs> well, good, well, good on you for not bowing to the pressure like plenty of the current platforms have done. And even right. some of these quasi free speech ones that have already shown themselves to at least bend under pressure, you right. know, so good on you for, for taking, because you know, the, cho- the, the point, the truth is this could have completely collapsed the platform, you know, but you guys kept going, you know, it shows determination. It's, it's nice to see, but yeah, that it's, it's interesting that they, I, that same point. I mean, I think I've made it already just that. So it's really just that they don't like seeing that. Because there's 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 not even anything arguably that violates their terms of service by simply going, I am this and I have a bike. <laughs> so, you know, they added in a section uh, actually in the spring of 2021 into terms of service where they specifically state that if you want to talk about vaccines or quote unquote medical information, that you have to be a registered uh, medical establishment. So you have to submit to. Apple and Google, you know, proving that you're a, a hospital or some sort of medical entity before they'll allow you to use that uh, language. So, you know, they, of course, they, as you know, being a private company, they, they just wrote in their, uh, right. you know, whatever worked best for them. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and I don't, I wildly disagree with that, but at least I understand the mentality there. But at this point, again, it's like, I know I'm unvaccinated. That's my choice. I know that I'm going to be a doctor to prove that again, right. you could go out how much you want to bet. And I, we, I think we all know this. You could write an, uh, uh, even on your website, uh, an ad that said I'm vaccinated and I have a bike and that would be just fine. So right. it's just, <laughs> victory. God, it's just so frustrating. All right, I won't make that point again. I just can't get past how silly that is. It's just so, it's just so hypocritical. It is. Yeah. Now, so in the article, it mentions inappropriately referring to the COVID pandemic. What, do you remember what this was in their, in their, I'm just curious to see how, cause I have a couple of points in this article in particular, I want to get into about things they claim are false that I'll, we can prove today on the show are not, <laughs> but right. I was curious what they meant about inappropriately referring to the COVID pandemic in its concept or theme. I think that that was really their just like generic label that they stuck on it. Cause they just didn't know how else to say it, but mm. really it came down to exactly what people just were saying, you know, and the social feed is, is probably one of my favorite parts of the website to this day, but you know, it was individuals saying, you know, Hey, the nanotechnology is going to hook you up to the 5g towers. Uh, if you know, if you're vaccinated, you're definitely going to, you know, have fertility issues. Don't find vaccinated partners, so, you, you know, any of so that kind of information, not the company or the app, but again, the, the feed right. and people on it, you know, and this Correct. is what we, pe- everyone's familiar with this. We see this on YouTube and everywhere. I mean, Twitter still right now, by the way, under Elon Musk, we're seeing the same thing happen where people are, they're being pressured 
as I mean, even I, even Twitter has been clear about continuing to censor what they deem hate speech, which is not free speech. But YouTube is the real core of that. We've seen that happen where YouTube is forcing people and even content creators to censor their own comment section and yes. so on, which I don't even know why that would be arguably the responsibility of the person and the, con you know, we can't control. And then right. that gets abused where people come into the chat section and make a bunch of statements. So, you, you know, this is so abused. And so the same point here, I would begin to question whether that same thing might not have already happened where, you know, but, but again, I, I will always stand by the, ar the argument that first of all, there's plenty of valid points to be made. And even just the things you rattled off there, but that people have a right to speak about things, whether or not they're crazy, you know, it's, we don't need to be a doctor to be able to have an opinion about science and, and, and medicine. It's quite frustrating, but that's where they're going with this. Now, again, you attempted to cheat the system here is the point about how just, you know, telling them not to break the rules. And I guess it's bad when you do it in the way they don't like. I think it's interesting. But uh, it says the obviously these tech giants do what they want, but it doesn't make any less a violation of the First Amendment. And I think this is the important point here we were making before as they make a point in the article to say, well, that protects what you think it does, except for private companies. So let's talk about that in your perspective first. Apple and Google. Right. So obviously we agree that the amendments in the Constitution has it, it, it means something. But when these things change, like, for instance, when they're completely working behind the scenes, if not verifiably with the government. Right. And so how, in your experience, what, what have you seen in that regard? Then I'll I have a couple of comments I'll make in articles I pulled up just so people know that overlap. Yeah, I, I mean, when it comes down to it. The, if freedom of speech would involve any, you know, anything that you want to talk about is lot, mm -hmm. you know, literally anything. And I, I want to say, except something that's harmful, but really at that, you know, whose opinion is it to say what's harmful and what's not? And so that's, that is what's protected in the first amendment. And so, mm -hmm. you know, for them to just decide we're a private company, so you can't have this type of opinion, it's still, it's just still a violation, you know, no matter which way you look at it, it's, right. you know, it, it's saying we don't appreciate your opinion and view. And we think that it's harmful to our narrative. And really, yeah. I think that's just what it is. You know, yeah. you're saying things that make us look bad and we don't like that. So, you know, you can't talk about that here. <laughs> I, I actually completely agree with you. And I think that's the primary problem today is we tend to, you know, some people, I think arguably in the two-party paradigm tend to put this altruism on these people that they wouldn't do it for dishonest reasons. But right. it really just comes down to that they're telling you we've already decided your opinion is wrong, whether right. or not we've been proven to be wrong in the past about a lot of important things. We've decided you're wrong. You can't have that opinion. Right. And it is it's 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 mind blowing. But here, the important thing to see here is that we there's plenty of examples. And I, but to, to your core point, free speech is absolute. And this is the thing we're really dancing with today. And it's a difficult conversation to have. I get it. There's some really sensitive lines out there, but it's about staying, you know, st sticking to your guns about you know, with the integrity here. And like right. there are all sorts of topics I could point at that I would be like, you're disgusting for thinking that or you, but you have a right to say it and you have a right to post right. it and you have a right because that's free speech. And right. as we all know, you know, for it's, it's the answer is more speech, not less And that, but that's what they're driving toward. I thought it's, it was interesting. Oh, good. Oh, so it's going to, it's been really an interesting also learning process having the social feed and being a quote unquote moderator, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is, is what the title would be because we actually, haven't had to do much moderating, you know, when you right. let adults act like adults and use free speech and let them talk about what they want to talk about. And if they have a problem, you say, well, 
you can block that individual so you don't see that content anymore. Mm-hmm. That's really all it comes down to. Right. And we and then we haven't had any issues. You know, I I've, I've seen people that go on the social feed and, and try to say, oh, you know, is that a picture of a, a stock photo maybe of a mom? Maybe that maybe Shelby isn't even real. What what you know, what are we doing here? And I could delete that if I wanted to. But it's your right to say that and right. it's your right to to come on there and, and talk about whatever you want to. And, you know, I, it's been I. It's been fun to see how you don't really have to moderate people if you give them the freedom to to act, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. But, you know, if you give them the freedom to to do what they want, they, they don't actually really abuse it. It seems what I've found. We've, well, we really have a, a really nice uh, collection of people, you know, using their, their First Amendment, you know, without harming others. I, I completely agree. I would take it a step further. And this is, this is me speaking my opinion. But I, I think the point is that there there's no there's no words are not violence. And this is the game we play where they may they, they, they kind of draw this arbitrary line, you know, fire in a theater. And it's like, look, I understand the logic of the point. Right. You could you doing something irresponsible can lead to other people being injured. But we really need to start asking the true question that like, let's just say let's say I'm in a theater. And I actually think there's a fire and I genuinely go, oh, fire. Oh, wait, I was wrong. Am I still responsible or did I think I was doing? See, there's all these caveats. I think at the bottom line is we have to get past the idea that any words are violence. Now, you can hold people accountable for their actions always. But legally speaking, like even at this point, you're like right now, just what you described, there's probably somebody out there wringing their hands going, oh, no, people are out there actually saying what they think. And that can't be allowed in these certain areas. And it's just it's, you know, I think the truth is like you're describing when you allow this more light, more speech, people tend to realize, you know, like you're you're a jackass. Like what you're saying is gross. We don't agree with you. You're the minority. But you know what? You have a right to say it. Those people will eventually feel, you know, they, they can keep screaming into the wind, but they realize that most people see it a certain way and maybe that'll change their opinions, but they can go off. And like, the point is what happens in the world today is they push these people into a dark corner and then point at that corner as this building problem. But it's like, you literally created that problem by doing exactly (laughs) that. So I I really, I really, again, give you praise for, for having the courage to do this in a time when it's, you know, people are trying to hold people like us legally accountable for just aligning with the constitution. Think about how crazy that is. But- yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. It, it, it's, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, world that we live in trying to remind <laughs> people that, you know, these are inalienable rights that you, yeah. that everyone is entitled to. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it, just to get back to the point I was making, I think it's really interesting. And these are just, I mean, literally casually just quickly looked up and grabbed the first ones I thought were real, but you, you know, we all know there's a lot of evidence, even if you want to get into the, the Twitter screenshots that are coming out today, which I do agree with. I just don't think we've seen the source material for personal point. But I, I, the point is that you, we know that the government is wildly overlapped with these companies. And here, just for those in the podcast, Google's true origin partly lies in CIA and NSA research grants for mass surveillance. But let's pretend that it's not completely the same way. Or this is how can U.S. law enforcement agencies access your data? Let's count the ways. And these are all talking about Apple and Google and whether it's them coercing them to do something or not, or it literally just is the same entity, it's sort of irrelevant at this point. I, by the way, I just thought this was really interesting. I didn't know about this. Apple could be forced by U.S. government to make the USB-C iPhones, which is actually what ended up happening. This is back in 2000, right? So again, it shows you that we have g- the government changing <laughs> even the technology used by Apple, and we're supposed to pretend that they can't be, you know, I think the point's clear. 
I just find that to be pretty ridiculous. So at a point now where the government is obviously having influence over this, that becomes state censorship, right? And technically you could make that a legal thing. Has that been something you guys have looked into at all? And not that you want to force yourself back on the app store, but that's a conversation (laughs) to be had. Right. You know, we've had actually attorneys after, after, you know, this whole media storm went down that had reached out to us and said, you know, Hey, like, let's, you know, take on the man. But you know, it, when it comes down to it, I believe that the judges are paid off. The court is paid off. Everybody is paid off, guys. So, you know, I, I could go and, and fight them, but, you know, they would already have the answer probably anyways. So you know, for me, it was just kind of like that world is too convoluted. You know, what's the point of of trying to fight to remain there and have them, you know, say, Oh, we'll also take 30% of your sales one day too. It's just that, you know, outrageous. So, you know, web-based is really the only, only option when, when we talk about being as censor-free as we want to be. And even then, you know, we, we know plenty of freedom individuals that have their, you know, their uh, domains taken from them too. So right now it's just kind of, we're, we're just uh, riding along, hoping that our web-based solution will be, will be the answer for now. Yeah. (laughs) Sadly, I, I agree. I will never face. I will never tell someone they shouldn't take these actions if they think it'll make a difference. Whether that's protesting, legal right. action, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I would never tell someone they shouldn't. However, I'm of the opinion with at this point today in the same where at the very least they could be right, and that's not something we should balk at. That's provable. And yeah. a, a friend of mine, uh, um, uh, Donald Best, is a former investigator in Canada, and he went through this entire process where he was unjustly accused actually went to jail for a period of time and went through this crazy process where he exposed and is now out of jail by proving that not just the the judges but actually the prosecutor every level of these people they lied and actually fabricated evidence so it's very real and it does happen so i'm with you i think it's kind of a moot point and i'm glad to see you continuing regardless but the one thing i the one of the things i really wanted to touch on here actually a couple points is, is the the things they claimed they could prove were misinformation. And this is all they have to hold on to because you can't really say somebody saying they are what they are and posting that is somehow a violation. I argue this is what they try to hold on to. And it says the post also includes misinformation about the vaccines that include long-term health consequences are unknown. So I just, I'm going to go to a document, but first your thoughts on that. I think it just honestly makes me giggle. You know, how could you say that that's, how is that misinformation? Just that it's unknown. That's just a fact. Right. (laughs) What it shows you is that they are literally going, no, 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 we know it's safe and effective, right? That's, that's what they're doing right there. Don't worry about anything, guys. (laughs) Except let's jump really quickly to the most current data from the community document. This includes bivalent and everything else. This is from November 2022, the last time they updated it, and it still maintains that long-term safety of the mRNA vaccine is unknown at present. So it is actually actually great to state that this vaccine, you know, what you're actually looking at, too, has not been offered to the public. You know, the the community vaccine has never been available. And so even here, they're saying not uh, unknown, and this has also been never injected into anyone. Well, to to clarify, no, you're 100% right, and actually a very important point to make there that gets into whether you know having the approval i shouldn't put quotes they are approved they've just never been given to anybody and the childhood recommendation schedule they've effectually they've effectively given themselves indemnity like we've seen in the past as rfk juniors pointed out yes but this includes more also 
not just the community, but also the bivalent, the different versions of this and, and the emergency authorization use versions that are out there. So my point is you're 100% correct to state that at best they don't know if it's safe. And this is a point that I keep bumping up against in this process that blows my mind that not only are they, I mean, so let me ask you this. Do you think that they know that they're lying about that? Or do you think that these people actually believe that the evidence is there? What do you think? I think that there's a small amount of people that do know the truth. You know, these elite people, uh, you know, secret society, whatever you want to call them. And then I do believe that there is, I would say the, the most of the percentage of people are, are naively ignorant. Uh, you know, they, they're believing what is being spoo defend to them and they're not critically thinking or assessing their environment any further than that. Yeah. And so I, I believe that they actually maybe, you know, they believe that they're telling the truth, but yeah. it's, it's actually a cognitive dissonance because they're, they're being fed information that's entirely wrong. Just kind of like how, you know, I would, if for an example, you know, the medic, if you want to look at the medical fields, nurses and doctors, when they in the past were narrating vaccine, uh, you know, even before, you know, 2021 and, and mRNA, they were parroting these narratives for, for vaccines that have always been unsafe. Yep. But that's because big, big pharma paid for the medical textbooks. They paid for the medical school. They paid the, the professor that's there. And it's not even so much that they're paying off, but they're actually funding all of this. So they're going to write whatever they want. They're going to say whatever they want. And, you know, there, it's even been proven, you didn't, uh, you know, that, in vaccine studies have been thrown into the shredder and, you know, mm -hmm. people have whistleblown about that and still, you know, no one and bats an eye. And so I don't know exactly where I was going on that rant, but yeah, uh, it's, I'm it, with you hundred percent. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been going on so long. So I believe that, you know, uh, a lot of people feel like they're, you know, that this is um, the goodness of their heart and that they are doing the right thing. But mm. really, I think it's just because they don't know. And it's it's kind of like a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way to put that. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's a mixed bag. I think there, there is a collection of people that are very aware of this. And I think certain people out there like Dr. Yeadon, Dr. Cole, like where well, they're getting to the point where they're very scientific minded people that are like, I don't know what else to call this, but evil. Like the point where they're like, they see that there are people beyond a doubt that know what they're doing and keep it going. I agree. I don't know what else that could be called, but to the point about the actual well, <laughs> opinion checkers we're pointing at, <laughs> it, it's mind blowing. And not only do you lose or potentially could have lost your entire business because of them forcing an opinion that we can prove in real time is not real. You know, it just, it's, I think it's a, it's a fear tactic as well that people are scared. They don't understand. Or I think most importantly are just can, are dedicated to maintaining the illusion around a choice. They don't want to acknowledge was wrong. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's a huge grouping of people anyway, for those, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just absolutely. And I mean, and especially now when so much evidence has come out, I think it's really fear based. You know, why would they want to believe that they're a ticking time bomb yeah. and they might die suddenly at any moment? You know, that would be probably really hard to stomach and and try to get through your day today saying, wow, I, I made a choice that actually is probably going to kill me. And yeah. so, I, you know, out of their own protective mechanisms to believe that they're going to be fine. Uh, I, I guess I don't blame them for that because that would be, that'd be a hard, hard thing to live with. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, I take it a step further and, and I'll I can show it in a minute, just that it's not just that it's hurting you, but now you're realizing the thing you took under the guise that you were helping other people is actually hurting other people. And it's, I mean, we're talking because of the increased risk of infection and on top of everything else we've talked about, you mentioned shedding earlier. I wasn't going to go into it, but just for those that want to look into it, we've done whole segments on this. Dr. Luigi Warren, who spoke up on Twitter about this. You seem familiar with it. He, he was very clear. He said this, he's, he's yeah. one of the, I believe the uh, discoverers of the MRNA conversation early on. They even put him back on Twitter because they realized he was the expert. And he said, yeah, obviously they can shed. But I would point out, he argued that it was to such small degree that he doesn't think it would make a difference. But since then, the science has evolved to show you, yeah, we're, they're <laughs> populating, circulating the blood. And so, yeah, I mean, there's some very real concerns. You made an interesting comment about that, the, the general suppression. You might be interested to find out. Uh, Derek Bros for T-Lab just wrote a great article about the fluoride trial that's been ongoing for four years now. Wow. Same, same thing happening, where apparently we just found out, and we had the FOIA request to prove it. I don't know why this is not headline news. I mean, I do know why, but that the HHS Secretary Levine, the transgender secretary, mm-hmm. primary, along with the NHS, NH, NIH, and CDC have now shut down this report that's been peer-reviewed four different times because it shows the dangers of fluoride. And so it just shows you these the efforts to go out of their way to stop the information. No, it, it, that's sinister. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's hurting people. And it really, it's an alarming reality that these are the people that are supposed to be, you know, keeping us safe. And it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing. Any comment on that before I move forward? Oh, just, you know, I, I believe that that they've been, you know, coming at us from every angle for a, a really long time. You know, mm-hmm. our food, med- medicine, our water, just spraying chemicals in the air. It's like, you know, they're trying right. to poison us literally at every every step of the way. So I, I'm curious to see what, yeah, this this fluoride information that you're just talking about, because, you know, I... <laughs> I I actually was just at the dentist not too long ago and she's sitting there telling me about how great fluoride is and, uh, and how it's such a bummer that Maui County doesn't fluorinate their water. And I'm thinking, God. I got to get out of here. And that's great news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things. It's such a perfect overlap with all this because it's, it's not even up for debate. The, the science is very clear. The peer-reviewed science repeatedly shows decrease in IQ. And I mean, just to put one point on it, I think it's absurd are we really going to pretend the government would spend all this money every year? What to keep your teeth white? I mean, my God, they can barely do basic things for people. And on right. top of that, it shows that's not even what it actually does. In most cases, it causes uh, what's it called? Dental fluorosis. I mean, I could right. go off forever, but it's, it's counterintuitive. A lot of this stuff is. It's uh, to make everybody complacent, you know, yeah. it's been shown to, you know, calcify the pineal gland and, right. and cause, you know, a, yeah, complacency, really. They, they just right. want to tune down people from being angry about this crime against humanity and, and say, oh, if we just, uh, you know, make them blind to what's in front of them, then they won't revolt anyways. Yeah. I mean, these are valid points to be made. You know, I, I just don't know whether the people involved in these actions are even aware of that, you know, but right. they're historically, you can look through the research around what this is. It's really, it's a byproduct to be quite honest, but I see, I, I, I get derailed in these things. So there's so many overlaps, you know, but, but to back, back to your important uh, platform, what's going on here, just to finish on this article, it's interesting that there, you make a very clear point to make that distinction in this article, that it's not about being anti-vax. It's simply about being focused on freedom and how people out there are in fact being treated like second, second class citizens for making their own choice that seems to go against the grain. And I just think that's an important thing to people to understand out there is that, uh, that you know, as you write, un- unjected is also a community directory for people to choose to, to support other small businesses and professionals who 
you know, lost their entire business, lost their livelihood because of all that happened. And so I just think that's important to understand is that's not being allowed right now. People right. don't have a home, whether vaccine injured or just looking for somebody out there that may not have this in their body, you know? So what have you seen in regard to the concept of the, the blood and the MRNA and the spike proteins? Is that a big point for you guys in that conversation? Or is it really just about the Go ahead. You seem to be nodding. So I think it, it is. You know, it it became really clear to me. I would say in the summer of 2021. Actually, it was. There's a, a woman. Her name's Britt Galvin. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram. But she was severely injured by the vaccine, and she actually became magnetic after her mm. vaccination. She lives in Florida, I believe, but she could stick spoons on her and they would stick her house keys. I mean, and she's showing this at the hospital and the hospital says, uh, we actually think that you're maybe just on drugs and you have to go home. And literally they just, they, they completely gaslit her, even though she's sticking metal to her face. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, I watched that happen. And I thought, what is in her blood that is causing her to be magnetic? And mm-hmm. when well, I, you know, I've, I've always, you know, thought about blood. I, I'm an A negative blood type. So, you know, when I've had my children in the past, I was always asked to uh, donate blood to actually recalibrate machines. So I've always um, had this like in the back of my mind. And I thought, you know, if the vaccine is being rolled out to millions of people, what's, what's going on with, with the blood transfusion and the blood banking mm-hmm. system. And I started really looking into the Red Cross at the time, and this is in the summer of 21. And initially they had told the public that they weren't accepting vaccinated donations. This was really early on, but they mm-hmm. quietly changed that, you know, and they were actually accepting uh, anyone to donate within 48 hours post-vaccination. And you didn't even have to know what vaccine you got. Uh, you can just walk right in there, freshly boosted and, and go give your blood. And I think it really was a, an informed consent issue as well. You know, on the other side of it, as an unvaccinated individual, anybody is at risk for having an accident and needing a transfusion. And you could receive a transfusion that is really not going to work for you. And there's been a lot of, you know, anecdotal evidence coming forward where people are receiving transfusions and becoming severely ill afterwards, you know, developing blood clots, even passing away after being, you know, a healthy enough individual to, you know, a a steady decline after receiving a, a vaccinated blood transfusion. And so, you know, it's it's something that I believe is going to be a huge issue. You know, we we can remember remember. HIV transfusions in the 80s and right. when we didn't when we didn't take that seriously before and and what happened and you know here we are and we are essentially allowing an experimental vaccination to be put into our blood system and I, I believe it is tainted uh, and yep. so you know I have been advocating for for a long time now for people to find their safe donors or safe matches so we did introduce a blood match directory system on a So you can, uh, so for example, like I would say, um, I'm an A negative, I live in Maui, and here's my general contact information, uh, if you need to find me, and I can give you a blood donation. Hmm. Uh, It seems to 
to be right now, the pushback is more societal being the, you know, the hospitals, the surgeons, some of the doctors actually, you know, involved in it are saying, you don't get to choose what blood you put in your body. You only get to choose what we tell you. And, you know, that's absolutely insane. It, It comes back to, you should be allowed to choose anything that's put into your body especially if there's no legal barrier there we saw this with the baby situation by the way there's two examples of this one of which the baby's it's now died right but there's the baby will like apparently still alive but the the conversation being that there was no legal barrier they said look we've got two unvaccinated people right here willing to do it right now their matches go and they said no to your point they're like no we make that choice well no you don't really that 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 becomes more of a kind of what we're getting at before this is my ball you know i make the it's it's a i don't even know a pride thing I mean, it right. really, you're forcing someone to make a medical choice they disagree with because you think they're an unvaccinated or anti-vaxxer and they have got wrong right. opinions. So it becomes politics. That's it scary. A hundred percent. And, you know, and so that is something that I uh, myself and actually a couple other organizations have been working with together, really right. trying to to combat and, you know, actually create a system that we can, you know, attain because I do believe it's it's a necessity for mm. the millions of unvaccinated, you know, Amer- just Americans, let alone the billions that are still left in the world, yeah. and you know, and then you can spread that a little further. And we we did actually introduce directories as well. We call them our fertility directories for nice. uh, breast milk, for sperm, eggs, mm. and surrogate donors, uh, cool. because you know the you know we've also seen the vaccine in, uh, in breast milk, and they, they give that to the most fragile infants in the NICU, uh, vaccinated breast milk. It's, you know, it's outrageous. So, um, yeah, it, that, that's kind of, you know, dating and friendships and community and, and finding each other. And I think that's all really important. It's, it's great. But, uh, what really, you know, gets at my heart and my soul is that, you know, this is a crime against humanity. Uh, a lot of people don't realize what's happened to them yet, but when they do, uh, we need to make sure that we have a solution and have a place for, for, you know, us to move forward and for hopefully for, you know, our children, because I I do believe it's a a gene modifier and, and that is going to affect what happens from here on out. So, you know, protect protect the children at this point. Yeah. Well, it's important because there's, and see, they're going to try to frame this as a, as a, bigoted concept you know that it's we don't like that and it's really about it it's and what's interesting is it really is a rooted scientifically rooted concept here it's not about whether you made political choices it's that you have things in your body that i don't want in mine or my children and and in reverse it really is about this bigoted concept that you have to make this choice because you're supposed to and it's it's just so invertly framed but what what's interesting though is that to your point whether we're talking about magnogenetics whether we're talking about graphene oxide injections like these are things and i'm talking about scientific studies around these topics long before COVID. These are valid, peer-reviewed, long-sought you know, directions in vaccinology. They, before COVID, the graphene oxide discussion was like the new thing for vaccines. And then it comes out where people go, could it be in this thing? And it's like tinfoil hat madness is completely. And it's like, how is that possible when it was this groundbreaking thing 30 seconds ago? Mm-hmm. Or magnogenetics. Don't be, see, that came up early. Now, I do believe there was a weird overlap on that, probably intentionally to make it, you know, to bury it in a bunch of misinformation about people and magnets and so on. But I did the same investigation there and found that there was a whole body of work around magnogenetics and how, you know, ferritin-based injections and how this was could very clearly have this kind of effect. And so it's just weird, the, the pushback. I simply go back to the things we know we can prove for sure, which are spike protein has been proven to be circulating in the blood. That's a fact. That's undeniable. And yet here's American Red Cross years, year, actually a year or more after 
many studies peer reviewed have proven that it's circling. I think the biggest one was 11 out of 13 people had it circulating their bloodstream within an hour. And there's been autopsies showing people with mRNA in every organ in their body after they die, which Mm -hmm. that encapsulates the instructions to make the protein. I mean, this is dangerous stuff. And yet here's the Red Cross in 2022 saying, no, we don't label our our blood products because the vaccines don't enter the bloodstream. Like tapping into a 2020 claim that's been disproven 15 times over. So obviously you have a right to be concerned there. The logic is like, you know, if you create the immunity in your bloodstream, where's, where is any logic in the statement? I really, when I saw this, I guess actually giggled because (laughs) everything gets in your bloodstream, every single thing. (laughs) And the important thing is that they're not aspirating this properly as well, which then ends up getting into blood vessels. Like there's so many angles that this has been shown to happen exactly the way they claim it never did. And then on top of that, if you get into it, you can prove that we, we've proven that they knew this was the case and lied about it, but that's hard for people to wrap their mind around at this point. But I think the important thing here for people to understand is that there's valid reasons to not want somebody who has been proven to have this in their blood and then proven in cases, or even I believe it was one of the first trials. There was one of the earliest Bayer's examples that showed a, ba- a woman who had breastfeeding baby who then died days after breastfeeding it. These are valid, valid concerns at the very least that have yet to be fleshed out. But I believe they have been. The point yeah. being is that you have a right to say no to this stuff. And all they're trying to do is force you to not care force you to that you're you're a a racist person apparently for making these arguments and i just i want to finish today since i know we're you know limited time here just with the main points about what i think are being fleshed out in the peer-reviewed science and yet just to show people that may have been watching this that are new to the conversation that are going well i don't know cdc says this and you know it's different so the core thing i think here and then you can comment on you know this to finish up today is we've got this one is a preprint, but we've got peer reviewed science showing that these things are more dangerous, that they increase your risk of infection, that overall cause more negative side effects and do stay in your body. But in this case, this one says the risk of COVID 19 also vary by the number of invex- in vaccinations and doses in your body. The higher the number of in doses previously received, the higher the risk of contracting COVID. I mean, this is being discussed right now, but not corporate media, of course, or the fact that the Wall Street Journal itself, quite literally two days ago, or excuse me, five days ago, just wrote, notably, workers who had received more doses were at higher risk of getting sick. Those who received three or more doses were 3.4 times as likely to get infected as the unvaccinated. Just casually inserting that in in an article. And these are things challenging the conversation right now, according to the CDC, or finally, that the booster mandates in young people are expected to cause a net harm, net harm, that it takes almost 40,000 shots or 40,000 people to get three shots each to stop one hospitalization, which then causes potentially 18 plus serious adverse events. I mean, this is just basic math at this point. This is the British Medical Journal showing you that they're wrong. They're hurting people, right? And that what you're doing is important because these things are being shown to translate and shed and pass along. I just, you know, I'm glad to see what you're doing and I think you should keep going and I support it 100%. So to finish off today, give me your thoughts on where this is and where you think we're going. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I definitely am, you know, uh, I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to, I'm going to stay in this fight. We've been, we've been censored and we've been tried to take down many times, but I know that, you know, when it comes down to it, this is a, uh, a much bigger issue than you or me, or, uh, you know, this is a a humanity issue. Mm -hmm. We need to absolutely uh, protect ourselves as a, as a control group, just in the basic name of science to say, you know, we, we abstain from this product absolutely and fully to the, to the highest extent. And we've gone out of our ways to, to protect ourselves. 
And, you know, if you're if you felt like that, you uh, just know that there's millions of people that feel exactly like you. And, you mm-hmm. know, you're not alone and right. they make us feel ostracized and, and slandered and that we're you know, crazy for having this opinion. And it's not that way at all. And there's a lot of people that feel exactly the way you do and right. you can find them and you can have these fulfilling relationships. And I that's really all I want for people is, is to you know, find their people and to connect and especially meet in person and and get off the internet really, because in person is the only way they can't censor you. And that's, that's how we get together and and move on from this. And, uh, you know, we've got lots of, you know, cool features coming up too. So be sure uh, to stick around. We're going to have some new groups features added on the social feed and uh, even some, potential like speed dating uh, features nice. to, to connect people with their interests. And then also um, coming up just actually next week, Scott, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Scott, we have actually started a new show. It's going to be called The Injected Show. And you can kind of imagine like a remake on the old uh, Love Line with Dr. Drew. We have a, a toll-free number where you can actually call in and tell us stories, get advice. And we hope it really turns into kind of a, a cathartic uh, place for the, the freedom unvaccinated community to, to come together and uh, talk about what's what's happened in navigating the world. So everyone stay tuned for that too. Uh, but you can find the website at uh, injected.com. And so that's the only place we're at right now. We're, we're no longer an app or anything of that sort. So injected.com is where you'll find us. And then you can also uh, follow us on Instagram at injectedofficial. Outstanding. Outstanding. And yet, and she's for you guys listening. She's talking about Scott from Rebunked, which is now part of Last American Vagabond. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm really excited about the show and, and the direction that will take and, and showing people that, you know, I, the, what you said there is something that we've been saying. We, we bracelets and done entire rallies about it. Hashtag you're not alone. You are not alone out there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that see what you see. And, tw- and quite frankly, I think, ha- you know, a, a huge portion of them are people that unfortunately got fooled. And yeah. did get tricked into doing this and, and are supporting you now, even though they, they may you know, regret their choices. And I right. think by and large, people out there do see what's happening right now. And it's important that we come together and support each other. So thank you for doing this. I really respect what you're doing. And I hope it's all the success in the world. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, and thank you for having me on. And uh, I hope we can get you uh, on the Injected show one day soon. Yeah. And I plan on setting up a, a, an account as well. So keep a lookout for that. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. We'll see you there. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And as always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. Thanks so much.